Bye. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, Hello, and thanks for coming, America. My name is Seth. What is yours? Hello. Jamal is here. Hi, it's Stoney. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to a happier week at Thanks for Coming, <laughs> the most magically gay podcast. We are back, back, back again to bring you all the tea and no pie. No pie. Absolutely not. Just... Yeah, girl. Just quarantined pie. <laughs> quarantine. <laughs> oh no! Did you buy a quarantine pie, girl? Uh, no. <laughs> I did. It was filled with emergency and airborne. Mine was filled with rage. Ooh, <laughs> a little fire will do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mine was burnt. <laughs> um. Well, how have you guys been doing? What's going on? I've been doing pretty good. So um, given the corona fiasco that we're dealing with in the U.S., well, all over the world, let me not be ignorant like that, all over the world, <laughs> but it's starting to hit the United States a little heavier. Um, I've been working from home, so um, plenty of time to binge watch The Masked Singer. Yes. <laughs> which I'm absolutely obsessed with. I am caught up. Um, no, I've never claimed Sarah Palin, and how dare she choose the bear as her mascot thingy. That was trash. They just did that for a publicity stunt, and it makes me mad. I don't know. No, that's totally um, a PR move right there, but whatever. Homegirl got her moment to shine, and she knew all of the words to Baby's Got Back. Um, <laughs> all of them, okay? <laughs> yeah, serving us like drunk mom realness. Yeah, but... Um, in the wake of working from home remotely, um, I've also gotten caught up on Shit's Creek. I highly recommend <laughs> that show. It's so funny. I'll tackle her one of these days. <laughs> yeah, definitely give it a try. It's an easy and enjoyable watch. <laughs> but um, other than that, I've been fine. Can't complain. The huge. How about you, Stoney? Um, nothing too major. Just I'm. Unfortunately, I still have to work out in the regular population. So. Um, I'm still going to work even in the midst of this coronavirus. I'm starting to give him Lysol baths where as soon as he walks in the door, I just spray him with mm-hmm. a can of Lysol. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So how's that working for you? He hates it. It's super fun. Just being like covered in <laughs> disinfectant all day. <laughs> what What's your scent of choice, Tony? Uh, lemon. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You need more lemon pledge, girl. Yes. Citrus queen. <laughs> Um, but yeah, nothing too major. I just started a new game, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which I've been trying to play that for a while now. So that's kind of taking up my time. It's fun to watch. It's a really like visually aesthetically pleasing game. Yeah. Like what kind of a game is it? Is it like a adventure? Um, I guess, yeah, it could be considered adventure. So there's actually like a term that they use that like a lot of the gamers use they call it a metroidvania which is like a basically like a metroid game and a mix of like a castlevania game so it's basically like that Mm. okay well i don't know any more about it than we did when we started this conversation (laughs) yeah so i don't know unless you know this has all gone over my head unless you know metroid and castlevania i guess that none of that makes sense Maybe you should post a picture of like the game cover on on the gram because we have gamer gamer listeners. 
Yeah. Yeah. It basically. You can start a support group. <laughs> it basically looks like Lilo walked into like Chernobyl or whatever. Oh, yeah. Didn't I say that? It's like if um, Stitch had a cooler cousin. That's this character. Okay. He looks awesome. Yeah. I like Stitch. Yeah. Stitch <laughs> is one of my faves, y'all. Well, very cool. Sounds like you found a way to keep yourself busy to avoid the Rona. Yeah, bike rides are on hold for now. We're, we've been enjoying our bikes as well, but today I decided to shit snow on us for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, it's also snowing out here in Portland pretty heavily, so luckily I have like 45 weeks of food stocked up. Oh yeah, I got to the grocery store <laughs> as well before all the doomsday preppers got to the store, so our freezer is nice and stocked. <laughs> yeah, girl. Um, well, over here, um, basically kind of same as what you guys are saying. I also have to go into my work and let me tell you, riding the bus to and from work is very scary while the coronavirus is running wild. So it's a wild time. (laughs) Yeah, that's terrifying. If I were having to ride the bus, I would be like Naomi Campbell. Did you see her Instagram post? Like Uh -uh. full hazmat suit but she still had like a little fashionable um poncho over it Mm -hmm. with a face Mm -hmm. mask complete with rubber gloves (laughs) yeah that would be me on the bus (laughs) trust girl like if i hear one cough i'm like side eye side eye (laughs) oh listen i was in the dollar store like i stopped at four different places looking for hand sanitizer and this poor old black woman she was just like sassy everybody's auntie kind of vibes And somebody Mm -hmm. way down the aisle was sneezing and it did not sound like they were trying to suppress the sneeze or cover the sneeze. And she just walks furiously from behind the counter. It's like, who is sneezing in here? And she's just waving her hand (laughs) profusely in front of her face. She's like, people out here just sneezing. (laughs) (laughs) She was so pissed. But I can't say I blame her. I saw it um, on Twitter and it was close to where I live out here in Portland. Um, someone like, I guess they sneezed or coughed or something and they were like, cause they were asthmatic. Mm-hmm. And so like they did that. And then some like guy was like, like confronted him and like was trying to like, like drag him out of the store or something. That's ridiculous. You don't be putting your hands yeah. on people. Yeah. I'm like, do you want to get the coronavirus? Like you should be social distancing, girl. Right. And also the coronavirus is not an excuse to be racist for any idiots that might happen to listen to the show. Yeah, I saw that shit on Twitter too. That was annoying. My gosh. Ugh. Fucking white people. We can those white like white girls will find any way to fucking ruin anything. Listen, you said it. <laughs> and, and when i say white girls i mean like younger white girls so like if you're above the age of like i don't know let's say 24 you're good yeah these are for all the hoes out there licking ice cream you remember when bitches were out there doing that and now look at where oh, we are yeah. <sighs> that's probably how it got started <laughs> white girl wasted uh anyways well i think that's enough rambling you guys have an idea of where our heads are at here um, so let's go ahead and get into the show, and we are going to give you all the tea. Uh, honest tea. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Honesty Spill of the Week, where, of course, we will be coming... Of course, will we... Bleh. <laughs> of course... 
<laughs> We're back again. I can't speak. <laughs> of course, we will be covering episode three of RuPaul's Drag Race season 12. Welcome back, ladies. We're chugging on through. I know. I We are. I can't believe episode three. I feel like it hasn't even started. <laughs> it feels like we've been in yeah. like a quicksand <laughs> of a start with the season, though, because we had the split premieres. So this really feels like episode one in a way. It does. It really does. And, I'll, you know, just again, before we get too far into it, warning message that there will be, you know, a, a salt and peppering of mentions of Sherry Pie throughout the episode. So just if any of you are triggered by, you know, her and what she's done to people, you know, just kind of beware that there will be, you know, some mention of her. Yes, Queens. Remember, if you've listened to the episode before this one, uh, we want to still praise the designers and the work that other queer artists or artists in general, you know, the time and effort they put into those looks. We want to respect that. Uh, we won't necessarily speak about Sherry Pie, but yeah, we'll dance around it as best we can. For sure. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into it. Starting from the top, no one has been eliminated yet, so all 13 queens are still in the competition. Um, Sherry Pie was canceled, but unfortunately, (laughs) she's still here. That's right. She's canceled in our hearts and our brains, y'all. Just keep working (laughs) through it. I know it's hard. It's stressful. It's exhausting. Push through, queens. We've got a whole cast of queens to enjoy. (laughs) We do. So at the start of the show, uh, the two groups of girls come together as good Judies and start to kiki. Um, You know, they start kind of sizing each other up a little bit. (laughs) That's right. And of course, the New York queens quickly identify each other because they're all, they probably all run in the same circle. Definitely. Like um, Jan's port new widow. I'm trying to remember uh, Britta. 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 Britta right away. Yeah. After that, they all, um, I don't know, it, they just kind of chit-chat a little bit. And then next day in the workroom, Rue comes into the workroom looking good this week. I really approve of Rue's wardrobe in the workroom. I do approve this look as well. Usually I'm kind of a smoky, dark cloud kind of queen, <laughs> but... When I wear colors, I like the colors that pop, and this worked well for me. Yeah, and it was definitely an improvement over the first two episodes. (laughs) Big time. We lost our Alicia Keys head wrap as well. Yeah, thank God, because I was just keeping on falling in and out. (laughs) (laughs) Edit, edit the look, edit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, uh, also, I guess we're making fisting jokes on VH1 now. That was interesting. Oh, yeah. I was... (laughs) I was trying to see how Twitter responded to that one, but I think that one glazed over most of the um, non-queers watching. Yeah, they must have thought they were on Showtime already or something. (laughs) Yeah, this is awkward. (laughs) So then for the mini challenge, Widow and Jada, because they each won their respective episode. Um, So what they are going to do is basically do the mini challenge from RuPaul's Drag Race UK where they are going to put the queens in top to bottom for who they think is going to challenge them the most to least and they're doing it for the opposite group that they were on the premiere with. Yes, nice connection there. I clocked that as well. They did this in Drag Race UK and I'm living because bring on the shade. And boy was (laughs) there a lot of shade for uh 
for Widow, I think she had Aiden as the bottom yes. person. Yes. And then for Jada, she had Heidi and Closet as the bottom, which was like, for all, for those of us who've seen episode one, we were all like, what the fuck? <laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah, that was really interesting choice. I wonder if it was because she just wasn't taken seriously. You know how like funny she acts sometimes? Like I'm wondering if maybe Jada was just like, this person's not a serious competitor. <laughs> and keep in mind when the queens got together, they had like a quick interaction. So they all kind of just like got the tea on each other's episode and what had happened, kind of like a quick touch on the drama or whatever was popping off, who won what, those kind of things. So maybe Jada's read was just like, oh, based on this queen's looks and how she presents, she's not a threat. Yeah. Much like Widow did Aiden. Right. But I mean, even in that time, like Heidi had like a fierce look on, like oh, a big ass mohawk. I don't disagree. Like, I don't disagree. Choices. This is black on black <laughs> crime. I felt this is black on black crime. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, all right. So because of this, you know, ranking of sort, the, the two bottom people are team captains. Yes. So there's four team captains. Yes. Mm-hmm. They get to choose the team. The tables have turned. Yes. And um, Aiden is... 100% not bothered by being in the bottom at all. Listen, this queen here, she reminds us a few times, okay? And we'll, we'll get to that later in the Untucked because I was ready to snatch someone for Widow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not mad. Like, I, I'm just whatever. Like, I, I'm totally not mad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm someone who can just move on. Okay. <laughs> okay. 20 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. They're like the inter- the producers like we actually have other questions to get through here in your interview. So <laughs> You know what this reminded me of? Those like so nice bitches on the movie House Bunny. I know this is a tangent, sorry y'all. But you remember the <laughs> sorority girls? They'd always be like so nice when they'd cut you off, like so nice. Uh-huh. That's what Aiden was giving me. She's um what I was like, "Oh, let me explain. So nice." So nice. <laughs> that was that was Aiden. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent, girl. It was like, okay, girl, like we get it. You're bothered. <laughs> Clutch your pearls in the corner over there. It's fine. <laughs> yes. So, um, the I guess that was the the mini challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so now we're gonna move into the maxi challenge, where they will be participating on four teams on a TV show called The World's Worst, which is ironic because this was all horrible. <laughs> it was really bad. Oh, my God. So does that mean it was really good for the challenge? Oh, my God. This was so bad. I could not pay attention to it really the first night, and then I rewatched the episode, and it was just as bad, if not worse, <laughs> on the second viewing. It, yeah, I... I don't know. It it might be like honestly, it might rank up there as one one of the worst challenges ever of all time. <laughs> yeah, I I was sort of like similarly had a si- similar circumstance with you because I was like dead tired after um work yesterday, and so I watched and I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? I think I was on like the third group, and I was like, what is even happening? Like this is fucking crazy. Yeah, I definitely had a better experience on the second watch because last night I just wasn't sure what was going on. I (laughs) wasn't sure if it was the White Claw or my friend Mary Jane. I just, I wasn't sure what was happening. Yeah. I mean, the second watch was better because I could kind of understand more of what was going on, but it was still bad. (laughs) 
And also the concept too. I think that what RuPaul was looking for and drag me if this is a reach y'all, but this is the world's worst, right? So she wants to see who could really go for it. It's an improv environment. Just like put yourself out there, have fun. You're supposed to be acting like the worst at whatever it is you're presenting. So there's still that element of um, performance. Like you have to be the worst at something, but you still have to entertain and put on a show. So how do you do that and entertain RuPaul? Yeah, right. And that's like one of... This is one of those challenges where you kind of see who is like really good at the improv or who's going to be the funny queen of the season. Like who's got the chops. I mean, yeah, like this is something like bag of chips, like was doing really well in the UK and like just kind of going into this challenge here. It was pretty obvious to me that like Heidi in the closet was, um, one of the top performers. Or this is something also that say like a Bob, the drag queen would totally slay at. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But also I think too, the funny part, like you can't force those moments on like those reality shows, like the worst, like the William Hungs and things (laughs) like that. So like, you know, making this whole challenge, I was like, I don't know. This is not like good. (laughs) I know they like putting the um, queens outside of their comfort zones, but maybe this one was a bit of a stretch for the show. It was mixed reviews for sure. I I don't blame all the queens for like how bad it was. I honestly, I think it was more of like the producers and how shitty of like a theme it was. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So they're all sort of in the workroom prepping, you know, trying to get it figured out. And Rue just cannot let it go about Heidi and Closet's drag name. She's like, your name is horrible. And let me tell you why. Oh, my gosh. This is so annoying. And this is one of those like, this is one of the like bougie things about RuPaul that annoy me sometimes because she'll do this on the podcast sometimes. It's like, oh, well, it's so inconvenient to say something this way because your mouth has to do this and blah, blah, blah. Okay, Thanks, Mama Ru. Welcome to the English language. Um, <laughs> sometimes you have to just be good at enunciating things, which we know you are not. That's no shade. It's one of the <laughs> warmest, funniest things about you. But Heidi in closet is just fine. Get off her back. Yeah, I yeah. I don't understand why Rue and Michelle are like trying to die on this hill, basically. Like they're just they will not <laughs> let it go. And like to me it's not that bad. But second of all, like if you really thought it was that bad, why not just have her change the name before going on the show? Like we know that they've done this before to like, you know, Alaska Thunderfuck and like yeah. like censoring basically names. So if you really hated it that much, why not have her change it before the show? Before the show, right. And when you say Heidi Ho, I'm sorry, I'm an old school South Park viewer. I haven't watched like (laughs) in recent years, but I was watching that shit when I was like eight or nine years old. And when I hear (laughs) Heidi Ho, I think howdy ho from a a literal piece (laughs) of shit on the show called Mr. Hanky who said, who said, Howdy ho. So when you're saying Heidi ho, I'm like, Howdy ho. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Exposed. RuPaul's racist. Listen, I didn't say that. Those were not my words. Sorry. That's just where your line. I don't, I just don't, I just don't see Heidi as a piece of shit is what I'm saying. Right. But in RuPaul's credit, I do like the drag name Heidi (laughs) Gabaiti. 
I mean, that's that's funny. That one actually, that yeah. I I would be supportive of that change. <laughs> like, I'm not saying she needs to change her name, but just in general, that's a great drag name. <laughs> so maybe that can be like her drag sibling when they do yeah, that challenge. Yeah, sibling or daughter, maybe. <laughs> yeah, girl. All right. Well, let's get into the world's worst reality television show idea. First group was... The Del Rio Trio, which was Jackie, Gigi, and Heidi. Yes, Queens. Um, trio here, serving up the goods. What did we think? Um, I mean, uh. it seemed like this was probably, I guess, <laughs> the best team. But honestly, I I still don't know what the fuck they were doing. Like, I did think Gigi had some funny moments where she kept just, like, waking up or whatever. I think that was her. See, I thought Um, she died, but I guess she just, like, passed out. And I was getting, like, super weekend with Bernie or weekend at Bernie's vibe. Yeah. Where the corpse would just come to life with this one song (laughs) and just bounce around. Uh But he always had this severe limp from like the waist up (laughs) i mean i just i just don't really yeah i don't really know what the plot was other than like you're going to hollywood and then it was over (laughs) they didn't really seem like they had any cues they were just kind of like going for it as a group and hoping for the best definitely i thought that a lot of the makeup was questionable (laughs) in in their group especially jackie's stood out to me i thought the way she painted her face emphasized her beard line more or something yeah i think that was on purpose because they're supposed to be um people of a certain age so you could definitely Mm -hmm. see a skeletor (laughs) mustache line kind of forming yeah i and and then i like when i rewatched it i thought that's myself too i was like yeah i mean i guess you're not gonna paint a bright lip on like if you're an old lady like that's kind of not what you think but in all fairness like they were wearing like pink and yellow wigs so i don't know yeah but um also i think Heidi was the shining star of this group, of course. She really just stood out and, like, drew attention to her. She's really funny. And she was, like, really the only thing that kept me interested in this. Hands down. Like, say what you will about Heidi. Like, um, I think Aiden, in a similar vein, the queens from smaller towns, they're instantly underestimated because they might not have the resources to be as bright and shiny as the other queens but Heidi can definitely turn it out, whether it's under pressure or in a bind for the group, and bring some kind of sparkling moment for them and bring them bring them up together, you know, as a whole. Definitely. I also kind of felt bad for Gigi because, like, her role basically just limits her to, like, not being funny because she plays dead most of the time. Yeah, I guess, like, her biggest challenge is making it believable. Yeah. Was it believable? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And and Jackie had good moments too, but I think Heidi was the top performer. I mean, I definitely think this group was the best group by far. Definitely. I think so too. Um, I will say that Three Girls, One Brain was probably like up there too, unfortunately. Oh yeah, Voldemort's group. Who's in it? The Death Eaters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> let's, let's stay in order. Let's talk about... Squirrel Scout from Camp Bangaho. <laughs> Camp Bangaho. <laughs> like I've been here before. <laughs> yeah. You got your yearly membership. Maybe during the um Indiana days. <laughs> yes. Uh, and just to refresh everyone, this group is Widow, Crystal, and Nikki Doll. Yeah, so Girl Scouts kind of theme. Uh, they're all in uniform, very cute. They're all hot messes. 
Yeah, I don't know. This one was the worst. I think there was. I didn't even think that Widow was as great as they said she was, but um, I think that I she was would, the best of the three. I think that I would agree with that for sure. I would say like, um, okay, Widow went for it, but wasn't anything spectacular. No. Yeah, I mean, I thought. Yeah, it was like Widow was good, but I honestly think it. This is where it's like the challenge just like fucked her up so badly because. It just none of the skits were funny or made sense. So it was just like, what am I watching? And I didn't know, like, right. I didn't know, like, Nikki was even part of the skit. Like, I did kind of just forget about her. Well, Nikki was featured, like, at the beginning. But then, like, as it went on, there were, like, the awkward moments. And, like, with Crystal Method, too, you know, I felt bad. Like, I thought Crystal was, I don't know, just kind of light and, like, yeah, like, you know, sort of thing. But it... I don't know. They just didn't they didn't push it far enough. I want these queens to get out of their heads because what's happening is they're all just still kind of like very like terrified to just throw it out there. Like the moment you begin to shine in the performance or presentation kind of world, you're presenting yourself to some platform, right? Is when you just stop thinking about it and it's organic, it's authentic. And these queens are just so worried about maybe looking a certain kind of way or, oh, I'm not funny. Okay, Nikki, you told us in your Meet the Queens that you were funny. This was like your chance. And it is an improv challenge. So there's not necessarily a script. So I would say this to all the girls, like now's the time to bring it or we will be bored. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like I don't want to be like too harsh on this because one, we already said the challenge was like lame from the producers. And two, it's also their first like major challenge. Like that's like improv, like as a group, you know? So I think getting used to like working with, you know, three other people that you don't even really know is kind of difficult. So I think it's just a matter of, you know, in a couple episodes, they'll probably hit their stride. Yeah, I agree. And I think also this is a good spot to talk about uh, Ornacia, who was one of the judges on the panel, you know, saying all of the uh, vivacious Ornacia lines. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Queen Ornacia blessed us with her presence. Yes. But the the part that really stood out to me is that in this skit, um, Ornacia turns into Latrice because she says, get that nut butter away from my face. Uh, product placement, timing, joke opportunity, something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I was like on board with the awkward Ornacia like overdubs, but when it was like the Latrice lines and other, you know, I was like, I don't know. This is getting sh- weird. Now we're just being picky viewers because it was a little obvious. Yeah. It's supposed to be Ornacia. That was the whole, that was it. <laughs> the whole, the whole time for all groups, except for in this one. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So moving on, we have the Fruity Patooties, which is a group that consists of Rock M. Sakura, Jada, Essence Hall, Jan, just Jan, and Dahlia Sin. Womp womp. I was not feeling this one. (laughs) This was, I guess you could say the worst. Um, (laughs) It just felt so like, I don't know, like if you've ever been to an improv show or part of improv, um... Kind of like we saw a moment with Jackie Cox when they were prepping for this challenge. They're, they were talking about kind of like signaling cues. So it's kind of like the next person's opportunity to jump in or say something. And this group especially just had like 
no preparation on how, who, or what was going to go first or what was going to be said first. It just kind of felt scattered to me. Right. And also like the whole time that like it was going on, I'm like, where is Jada? (laughs) Why isn't Jada here? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait, wasn't there four people in this group? Hold on. Let me think. And then like by the time like I finished thinking about this, like the whole scene was over. (laughs) Yeah. And that, um, that makes me worry a little bit for Jada because I don't want you to just be a look queen queen now. We need to be out here and pushing ourselves. And she painted ourselves. a mustache on. Yeah, she did have a stash on. Yeah, and see, I didn't think she was, like, terrible. Because I actually, like, thought it was a little bit funny whenever she was came out as the apple and was acting psychotic. But... Um, <laughs> she started off strong. I'll give you that. She but, did. I mean, I yeah. So, I don't know. I just think, yeah, this group just didn't really have it together. It didn't really make sense either. I have to tell you, though, you know, this could have just been because I was so tired but the first time when uh, when Dahlia goes, keep your stim out of my face, <laughs> and then like, ch- <laughs> and then charges the apple. I was fucking losing my shit. That was so it was so horrible that it was funny. <laughs> I just like I I don't think I responded at all. I'm not sure what I did. <laughs> it was so awkward. She's like, keep that stim away from my face, and then just sort of like there's like a three second pause. And then she charged. Well, that's the thing. That was kind of funny because it was like, wait, did they plan it that way? And then you realize, no, that was just them being so terrible at this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was so awful. It was so bad, but it was so bad that I was just like, this is horrible. (laughs) I was losing it, you know, watching that part. Even when I watched it again, it was still funny. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, I'm glad somebody cackled. Yeah, girl, I lost it. That was the only time I really like cackled throughout the skits because I was like, this is horrible. So, yeah, I also wanted to point out, and this just illustrates more on the production side because at the beginning, Ross says, oh, look, it's some fruits. And then they go on with their like skit and then like they cut back to Ross and Ross goes, wait, you're a broccoli in the fruity group why are you here and i'm like you just were like so stoked to have like the broccoli here and called it the fruity group why is it now (laughs) why is broccoli now not supposed to be here Mm. the writing girl the writing was horrible (laughs) Uh oh notes notes yeah i don't know i feel like i've like said so much about it already i'm just do you know who fossey is (laughs) Have you ever seen Wicked? <laughs> I'm just, this was not my fave challenge. Let's put it that way. You haven't been to acting school, have you? I'm ready for some solo create some looks challenges. Yeah, girl. It's time. <laughs> All right. Let's just get this. Let's just rip the bandaid off and get this over with the last group, which was two girls, one cup. I mean, uh, three. <laughs> Aiden and Britta featuring question mark. Yeah, this one was uh, three girls, one brain, uh, which featured Aiden, Britta, and she shall who not be named. Let's give her a new drag name. Questionable morals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Catfish. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll... We'll move on. But yeah, so what did you guys think of this group? Do you guys think it was entertaining? I think that Aiden was definitely, um, I won't say like fully on the struggle bus, but I felt like 
the whole concept of this group was three girls, one brain, and the other two girls were kind of playing it up a little more comedically. So it looked like I'm mm-hmm. going to say what that one's saying because we're sisters and we're connected. And Aiden was doing the same thing, but in a way that seemed very like lost and I don't know what I'm going to say next. So I'm going to watch yeah. you. Like I didn't feel like it was part of the improv, but overall yeah, I was, I saw that. Too. Yeah. But um, overall I was getting like kooky, hocus pocus, reject sisters kind of. Yeah. I think for, um, she shall who not be named <laughs> was giving me very divine vibes, mm-hmm. like in the way that she painted and was acting. So take that for what you will. Mm-hmm. I see it. Yeah. I thought it was, it was fine. Like, I, I didn't think it was bad. It was probably my second favorite of the of the groups. The uh, the whole time I was watching this, it was just so distracting because I kept trying to read what Aiden's chest tattoo said. <laughs> so I, I missed a lot of what was going on in this skit. <laughs> I think it said something like Dungeoness or something like that. I didn't even realize there was a chest tat. I didn't. I missed yeah, it. I, <laughs> That's just like a personal thing. Whenever people have like trashy neck or chest tats, I just always want to read what they wrote. Like what was so important that you had to put it across your chest? (laughs) Well, now I'm going to play. Maybe next episode we'll have an answer. Yeah. And if if you could figure it out, let me know because I still couldn't figure it out. And I just need to know what what she put on her chest. (laughs) Help us. Oh my gosh. All right. So um, let us go ahead and take a quick break here and then we will come back and break down all of the looks for you sounds good hey everyone thanks for listening to our podcast so far thanks for coming right now we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again while you wait here's some things that you should check out yeah remember everyone you can email us tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week. I apologize for your long wait, but I just fell asleep watching this episode. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Not again. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of nodded in and out. (laughs) Did you invite Melatonin over? Yes, girl. We sure did. (laughs) Uh, I hope she's doing well. Yeah, she actually is going to be taking Sherry Pie's place in the finale. So, (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Um, Speaking of Sherry Pie, can we just talk about the moment I realized that Sherry Pie looks like John Lovitz out of drag? Oh, shit. I can see the resemblance. (laughs) Oh, no. I was like, woof, girl. (laughs) Anyways, Uh. all tea, all shade. Um, Then we find out that Dahlia is a twin. That was kind of interesting. Fun facts. I love fun facts. And Dahlia is a twin, of course, because she has to have someone else to annoy her because they look just as good as she does. I wonder if her twin is, like, nice (laughs) since... You know, like, maybe her twin's the nice one and she's the mean one. The whole yin and yang thing. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. We need to find this out. I need to know. (laughs) Yeah, her twin's probably like fucking Glenda the Good Witch. Yes, girl. Um, So anyways, uh, then let's move on to the runway. Runway. So the category is buttons and bows. I love this. I did too. I thought 
this was like a really awesome runway challenge because we usually get a lot of retread stuff, and I don't think we've seen this before. It gives the queen's no. room to be creative. You can basically go in any direction look-wise you want with this category. Definitely. And I think RuPaul went with Dance Moms. So, <laughs> Hey, listen. Um, Mama Ru's giving me Flintstone realness. All she needed was a bone up there in that ponytail. To bam, bam. S- to service some Bam Bam Pebbles uh, <laughs> moment. Yeah. I, was, I liked it. The Scorpio in me was screaming. I was digging the look. For yeah, sure. It was a good look. Not my favorite one that she's done so far. I really like the one with the green feather dress a lot. So That was a good one. All right. So let's start it off with Miss Jada Essence Hall. What did you guys think? She looked like the doll I never had. I want one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it. I think Jada always has been doing a good job so far this season. She just has like really elegant looks and stuff so i thought that was a continuation of of that it's very polished effortless clean she's giving you the persona this queen knows what she's doing she had buttons and bows so she passed that part (laughs) (laughs) the challenge has been completed (laughs) check and check (laughs) i like that um she did throw in like other colors because typically i don't like red and pink together because they kind of clash but in jada's outfit she put it's like maybe a light pink or a cream i'm kind of not able to tell but it balances the outfit out really well and i think that it looks really well put together and very polished yeah i'd call it kind of close to like a champagne kind of tone that broke it up a little bit it did and i like her wig that was very good for her outfit yeah there's really nothing to complain about with jada (laughs) good job girl yes but one that we can complain about next is dahlia sin (laughs) (laughs) hey i actually like on the second rewatch i was like okay i see it and i was like not that like down on it i guess i thought it was just i thought it was okay like i thought I could get what she was going for. She's giving me like um, deconstructed bunny with this <laughs> outfit. Like I didn't think it was bad. I thought the front of it looked really good and the headpiece looked really cool and different. It was the back where you kind of lost me. It was just kind of all bunched up and it didn't really have a mm-hmm. shape. It looked unfinished. But I mean, this is Dahlia's thing. She's going to try to be sexy. Um, I think she almost got there with the creativity because I, I think she was on the right track, but it kind of fell apart. It was unfinished. Yeah, because I forget which judge, but I was also on board with them when they were talking about her hair because I was it, it did kind of blend in. On television, it didn't sh- show very well. So I thought maybe if she had made that like a white hair, like that would have popped a little bit better on television. So maybe it would have brought the look together. Yeah, something a little brighter. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So... Um, not a bad look. Um, she posted a really good picture of herself in that outfit on Instagram or on, or on Twitter. I mean, um, standing in front of like this very like demure, like Victorian like dresser with a like v- a nice mirror and just I don't know. It looks very good. So go check out her Twitter. <laughs> I will. Um, so next we have one of my favorite looks, Rock M Sakura. Rock em. Yeah, I I like this one. I'm trying to remember. I don't specifically remember like 
something that I really liked about it. I just remember liking it, I guess. I liked it was kind of like a mixture of Alice in Wonderland meets Rapunzel. So it was very oh, fantastical right. for me. So it was the blue and white look, Stoney, with oh, the very, okay. very, very long hair. Oh, yeah, with the bows. And like, okay, I remember now. I like the drama of the hair. It's kind of like your pet ferret that won't leave you alone. Yeah, I mean, her. I don't know. It's just so good. Like, I just really liked how it was put together. And there's also a really great picture of Rockham Sakura on her Instagram. So go to her Instagram and there's this really great picture of her in nature. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she's basically walking her hair in nature. <laughs> Goodness. There is definitely a lot of hair. Um, good job, Sakura. Yes. Sakura. Love that look. Or as Rock'em Sock'em, as RuPaul said. Rock'em Sock'em. <laughs> I'm calling her like by her military name, I guess. Rock'em. Ru already forgot her name. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So next we have Just Jan. Just Jan. So this was very cool. Um, I thought it was different. It was out of the box. We had a couple of reveals, but they weren't expected reveals. And I was just getting kind of like voodoo doll, but kind of in a more polished, but still dark and intriguing way yeah i i like this one a lot just because it was something out of the box not ordinary not your traditional bow and button type uh, something memorable yes yeah, so i just think she did a really good job and it, and it was a really cool look and also something that i wouldn't have pictured jan wearing right so that also made it interesting yes and um we did catch in the early episodes jan said that she's going to try to do some things that she's not expected to do so i think we're getting a little bit of that now yeah and i i think she's done some interesting things so far because the last episode or the first episode she was in she had she did the tool different than what anybody else did so Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And and I really like this look too, because when she first walked out and I don't know if she just intended it to be a voodoo doll look, but the reference I got from this one was the animated movie nine. Have you, do you guys ever see that? It was an animated movie and the character looks just like this. Oh, oh well maybe that was it. I've never seen that. It was a um, kind of a out there. I think it might've been Tim Burton. I, I haven't seen it in a really long time. So I apologize. I'm not like as brushed up on it as you know, to give you more information basically but yeah it was just like such a good movie and i don't know it made me cry i think it made you cry we'll have to look it up is it on is it on streaming anywhere um i'm not sure i've seen it on netflix before i think but i'm not sure it's probably on one of the 25 streaming platforms somewhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll find it yeah All right, well, let's keep it going with Heidi in Closet, Heidi Ho, Heidi Goodbye. I thought this was really cool. A nice spin on Pinocchio. I thought the story she told on the runway was cute, but I thought this was a different way to present buttons and bows in a cute and sassy way. So good job, Heidi. Yeah, I I like this one too because it was... It was simple but different. told a story. It was unique to Heidi because she's kind of a weirdo anyway so for her to like run out there with the pinocchio nose it's it was just fit her well (laughs) yeah if i'm being picky like the nose could have been blended a little more but the outfit still really popped on stage it looked really good if you go to her instagram she has a heavily edited picture (laughs) where the nose blends much better (laughs) so i'm just saying but no in the challenge yeah her nose was not blended well also like 
I mean, her look was simple. It was very polished. It was put together. I enjoyed the story that she shared behind it, the meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. However, I think as far as the category goes of buttons and bows, it was a little bit too simple because there was like the one bow and like three buttons down the side. Yeah, it definitely could have been pushed further. I agree with that. Yeah, I, that is one the one criticism <laughs> for that one. Yeah. But moving on to a queen that had lots of buttons, let's talk about Gigi Good. She was buttoned down, okay? <laughs> buttoned down the house, mama. <laughs> it looked really good. Like, maybe you catch this one on Rodeo Drive, just picking up a couple things before flights. It looked really chic and yarn. fun. Yeah, maybe some yarn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some it, thread. It, this one was really cool. I, I liked this one a lot. Um, the only thing that I was telling Jamal, I was like, well, where is the bow? Because I only saw the button. There's so, only buttons. So... If there's no bow, oh. then like what, like you failed the challenge, right? <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to the shoes as much. So listeners, if you spotted a bow somewhere, let us know. But we didn't clock one. There are no bows on her boots. I'm looking at it right now. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, Gigi, it wasn't buns or bows. It was buns and bows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dun- um, excuse me, Gigi, you did not follow the categories here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> where's michelle on this one <laughs> yeah michelle where are you at girl no shit but no this look was really great though like even without the bows like it was i just thought it was really smart to do all different colors to give the outfit more depth and i like the it, i like the uniformity of the color of orange um her makeup was really good i don't know Gigi said that about 30 hours and 24 to 25,000 buttons went into this look total. Jeez Louise. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's move on to Jackie Cox. What did you guys think? I thought this was a little on the costumey side, but I did appreciate it because it's kind of like a cute flair on the Downton Abbey kind of look. Fru-fru. I think buttons and bows is the category to get as close to princess peach as possible and this got close enough i thought it was good yeah i thought it was fine it 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 did kind of remind me a little bit of like party city or something but um (laughs) i do like i thought it was good compared to ever like some of the others i guess that were in the bottom yeah see my issue my only issue really with this outfit is the hat i just hate that hat so much it could have done without the hat. I mean, it has lots of buttons on it, but I still see buttons <laughs> on her dress. So I think that we're still there with the buttons and bows. I think it would have looked better with like a simple headband, maybe with buttons on it or like a buttoned bow. And I felt I don't know. I felt like it was hard to see the buttons too. like at least on the TV, like probably not in real life. But mm-hmm. yeah. A hundred percent. I was like, where were there buttons? Cause she, that was like her whole talking point. So I was like, oh yeah, I guess there were maybe buttons. <laughs> maybe well, those were buttons. Stoney I don't know. had to point them out to me. So there's that. Yeah. It was a bit confusing. <laughs> All right. This is uh, another one of my favorite looks from this runway. Miss Widow Von Du. What did you guys think? This one had to grow on me. I wasn't sure how I felt about it. Maybe it's because it's like the mix of what's being presented in the category, but I can see it now. This is very like voodoo clown. I thought it was fun, but it had to grow on me. I'm not going to lie. Had to grow on me. (laughs) Right. When she came out, I was really into it because, well, first of all, I like 
the way she did her makeup around her eyes. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Um, I loved all the different colors of it. Um, I thought it was very polished. I liked, I don't know, she had bows and buttons. I don't know. It was just really interesting. Lots of big buttons, little buttons, you know, just very, like a lot of depth to her outfit. Lots of buttons and a dunce cap. Yeah. I, I thought it was good and it was definitely unique. I was the only problem I had with it was it was somewhat terrifying to me <laughs> um, because like I felt like the way she was walking to on the runway was like very scary. Like she was coming to kill me or something. Stoney's so, like yeah. going to be afraid that he sees this on his way to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. I liked it. I don't know. I guess differing opinions. The listeners like when we don't agree. I'm enjoying this Pennywise realness, girl. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that needs to be said from Jamal, I guess. <laughs> next. <laughs> all right. Next is Crystal Method. Uh, this one, um, I love Crystal. I think Crystal is adorable um, in and out of drag, but this one just felt a little cluttered to me. I think I like the outfit, but... I don't want to side with Michelle Visage and say, like, do different makeup. But I think the makeup was too intense because the dress itself was intense. So if there is a way to kind of just slightly soften the makeup, but still make that same statement, kind of like a Trixie, how her makeup has changed from season seven to present day. It looks the same. It's just elevated. Um, we can't do that overnight, but I think that's <laughs> what we needed here. Yeah, and that's where I thought, I, I mean, I liked her look. I thought it was good, but I don't know. I get so annoyed with Michelle because I feel like Crystal was getting like Dusty Ray bottomed, like, you know, because it was just, yeah, because it's like her style of like, makeup. this is her style. You cast her on the show and then the moment she gets here, you're like, the makeup has to go. It's like, how is that? fair like that's her that's what she looks like like that's her style right and i don't mean to like keep using trixie or even like a kimchi as an example because kimchi plays with her makeup but trixie was kind of known for having kind of what crystal has there's like a lot of white it's kind of bold it's loud it's very bold but um there's a way to kind of do it that's not completely changing it like don't just say oh you have to not do that you have to go right. into more depth and like explain and okay, you've got the best people doing your makeup and you've been given these critiques in season three. Let's hear some more elevated critiques, y'all. Right. I mean, I, I will say this isn't an example of pink and red that I do not like because it just kind of clashes for me. It's not visually a soothing or appealing however i do agree with you guys about the makeup looks because that is sort of like her trademark you know crystal method kind of out there acid trip like wacky wild i did think that her lips were really big painted on this uh this episode they were huge but yeah but i mean eventually i was like oh work like her face looked so good in this episode so i i hope she doesn't follow the dusty ray bottom route and i hope she kind of sticks to her moral or you know st- you know sticks up for herself yeah and i hope that one thing that we don't really see on drag race or and like maybe it happens and it's just not put on the show because it's not fun for the shadesters to watch but queens helping each other like hey girl what scale would you do with these lips that i like to do and these types of eyes that i love doing like 
do you have any like sisterly critiques or advice? Like we don't get to see any of those moments, but um, I think that we need to, I want, I would like to see that because I think this is an opportunity for someone to kind of have that glow up and mm-hmm. not be a dusty Ray, not saying it's dusty Ray's fault, but it's a matter of a sink or swim, right? You're in this scenario. How are you going to make it work so you can make it to that finale? Right. So we'll see. I mean, Crystal's one of my favorites. I'm, you know, a little nervous because of like the critiques she's been getting throughout the season. Um, I'm scared that she's going to be going home soon. So I hope that's not the case at all. (laughs) But usually my faves like always get out like so quickly. (laughs) I would like to see more of Crystal. So fingers crossed. Yes. All right. On to Nikki Doll. I actually really like this look. I felt like it was a little arts and crafts, but the concept was really cool. And for me, it was polished enough. I got the direction and the concept um, immediately, and I thought it was very chic. I did not like it. (laughs) What? I don't know. Maybe I just don't get it because I'm not like big into the arts and stuff. So maybe I just don't understand it. It's probably this was kind of like this look. um, If I were to describe it to someone who hasn't seen the show was um, just sewing room. Fabulousness is kind of like the scraps you would find in the sewing room kind of all wrapped into a dress. So you had like your blue ribbon, the hair piece itself was a button, the um, needle and thread coming across the front. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I, I don't know why it just didn't like when I saw it, I was it just didn't catch my eye, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I thought um, I don't remember if uh, Nikki said this or one of the judges, but she was saying it was like Cinderella realness. And once they said that I was like, okay, like it all clicked. Because, you know, Cinderella, like she wore that color blue to the ball when she went to go meet the prince or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we, you have that, you have the little mouse, you yes. have, you know, the sewing references. So to me, I really enjoy this look. I thought it was very high fashion. I think that it's something um, maybe a little bit more elevated and you could see it on a runway, like as far as the um, the actual dress part of it, like the clear mesh. Yeah. Like if, if there was a little bit more at the bottom and um, I think, I don't know. I really, I really liked it. It was really like a strong look to me. Yeah. And I completely missed the Cinderella note with the mouse. So welcome to the party, Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I am the reference queen, apparently. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, all right. Well, moving on, we have Aiden Zane. <laughs> oh, God. This was so like, okay, now listen. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I just, listen. I just wasn't feeling this. I don't want to like get on anybody's case for not having like the same budget as some of these queens do because they are not saying they don't work their ass off to have what they have, but some queens just have more bells and whistles. But I guess the nice way to say it is we've seen queens on the show that have a budget. And they can still turn out looks that don't look like you just bedazzled hair barrettes onto a dress and shoes and a skull cap. Like Monique Hart, for example, Monique who Hart, was making looks on the fly. Chi-Chi Devane. Um, who else? There's a few others out there, I'm sure. But see, that's the thing. I just don't. I almost feel like it's weird because it doesn't seem like it didn't seem like it was finished. Mm-hmm. But it was that's like this wasn't one of those challenges where you had to create it like in the moment right like they probably brought all this stuff with them so i just don't understand like why it wasn't finished like did something happen and she had to 
throw this together real quick because it just doesn't seem right. Oh, like maybe it was a backup look. Yeah. It kind of looks like an arts and crafts project. Like, <laughs> I mean, her boots have like the buttons are just like a, like a couple buttons glued to it. She has an oversized like sweater on and has like a few bows and then just took one of her wigs that she always wears and just put a bunch of breasts in it yeah and i think this is one of those moments where kind of like how we'll get into the drama with aiden a little bit but she's got to be able to push herself like push that energy into her talent and not focus on the wrong things right i don't know all right um, moving on to Britta Filter. What did you guys think of her look? I thought this was really cute. It was kind of like Stepford Wives, but it was like a pinch and a taste of edge with the way the dress broke. And it kind of had that kind of revealing piece breaking down, but it was still like a cocktail kind of like business garment. I don't know. It looked nice. Yeah. And I, I, I thought it was fine. I, I keep going back and forth on this one because I feel like it was a little on like the sloppy side almost like, I don't know. I just felt like you think the bows were like too close together the way they were lined up. Yeah. And I, and the colors. Yeah. I get what she was trying to do, but like the way that they were like, it was like connected, connecting the garment or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it just seemed, it just didn't look right. It was kind of like a screen. I wrote that this was kind of like the um, ugly Christmas sweater party, <laughs> like, look. Oh, yeah. no. See, now with the reds and, like, um, the purples, the reds and purples, the various shades of pink, I think that those colors together definitely are severe. But in my opinion, as kind of like a fashion consumer, I think that's kind of more of an opportunity to have that, like, wow moment. I'm not saying it landed, but I didn't mind the colors as much, I guess. And just like the way the way that her shoes, like they're like sort of like glued around the edges of her shoes. And then there's like the peach, just solid spots poking out. I don't know, girl. Like, I mean, I wanted to like it because it's Britta and I like Britta, but I don't, I just, it's just not that great. It felt a little hodgepodge to you. <laughs> it did. Hodgepodge queen right here. Uh-oh. Oops. <laughs> oopsies <laughs> not oops all right so that is all the runway looks moving on unfortunately uh sherry pie wins the challenge it kind of made no sense because she was like cut out of a lot of the episode so i don't know it's just like they're like sherry pie wins and i was like really why <laughs> i mean it's gonna be hard like everyone we have to like realize that they've already filmed this show and what has happened has already happened there's no way that they can rework the show and have the queens just like come up with this script of what was their life while they were filming so like yeah we know that sherry's gonna make it far this is going to be a thing that happens. It was a cool look. Did I like that she won? No. But, I mean, it's probably going to happen some more. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and props to Sherry's designer because her runway look was really interesting. So, very well constructed. Lots of buttons, voodoo, sort of um, Jan vibes. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, pr- it was really cool. Um, all right. So, the bottom two are Nikki and Dahlia. And I thought that this was not a good decision. <laughs> not well, as far as Nikki, Dahlia, I agreed. <laughs> yeah, not at all. I definitely think that Crystal should have been lip syncing just to push that 
um, fear of Rue a little farther. Like why Nikki was in the bottom, I had no idea. Unless they just absolutely know, knew they wanted Dahlia gone. I mean, I think maybe they thought Nikki needed to like prove herself, quote unquote. So by like putting her up against Dahlia and having her win against Dahlia, maybe yeah, that would be like her like she's like now she has the setup to have a redemption because Nikki's biggest criticism was that she just faded too far into the background. So they loved her look, but the performance wasn't strong enough to keep her out the bottom. They say, yeah, right. And I don't know. I feel like Aiden kind of got a free pass this week because um, the challenge wasn't great. And then the runway was a disaster. So I just, I, I was shocked that Aiden was even safe. Right. In my opinion, it should have been Aiden and Dahlia. And then at that point, Dahlia probably would have won. (laughs) Probably. But guess what? We were right again, y'all. Yep. Yep. (laughs) In traditional fashion, the queen that is not picked uh, typically is the first out. And that's what happened. We, you know, I'm not trying to like toot my own horn here, um, but I did pick just Jan over Dahlia. That's right. It did come down to you. No. And I remember when we were doing the draft because it was like Aiden, Dahlia and Jan. And I was going back and forth between Aiden and Dahlia. And I was like, I'm going with Aiden because I feel like Dahlia's out first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we we were right. We did it, girls. <laughs> oh boy. Make sure to stay tuned next season see if we're right. That's right. <laughs> so that's how the lip sync uh, went. Yeah, Dahlia um did not know the words to the rap portion of the song. Um I cannot say whether or not Nikki Doll did know the words because <laughs> they did not show her during that section of the song <laughs> close enough to tell. Now what I could tell from the lip sync just notes right off the bat was Nikki was definitely serving the energy was way more convincing as far as at least knowing the song and Dahlia was just resting a little too much on the oh look at how pretty I am but wasn't quite pulling it off sorry sis right um so yeah again just to reiterate Nikki doll was safe and Dahlia was eliminated and Dahlia stormed the runway and ran out the door <laughs> She did like the reverse Miss Fangie. <laughs> yeah, she got it out of there as fast as she could. She wouldn't even let the girls say we look like she cut him off. She did her little hand motion up and then kept walking and that was it. Yeah, she fee-feed the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Stoney, let's get into the fantasy league. Why don't you update us with what we've got going on? Sure. So this week was fun because we don't really have a main challenge winner since uh, Miss Pie won <laughs> the main challenge. Yeah. So nobody gets any points there. Um, however, we had some interesting things happen with Crystal and Nikki. So Michelle um, kind of criticized, I guess, both Crystal and Nikki just about for them not opening up. <laughs> so uh that means seth you get 10 points uh for crystal 10 points for nikki yes <laughs> and then also you get 10 points because nikki won the bottom two lip sync oh nice work there we go some points and michelle really wants to know the girls this season she does <laughs> 
And that's all the points this week. And I lose my player, Dahlia said. Was it really? Oh my God. Well, remember, because of the disqualification, we had a little switcheroo. Yeah. Well, and there really was no mini challenge winner either. It was sort of just like. Right into it. Yeah. So, oh, wow. I thought there would be more points on the board, but I guess, yeah, it didn't go that way. Yeah. So basically, this week you earned 30 points. So the totals after three episodes, Seth, you're in the lead with 60. And then yes. Jamal's in f- second place with 40. Yes. And I am in last place with 30 points. I mean, it's still really close, though. It is close. Like, I feel like Sherry is really screwing over our goddamn league here. But yeah, it's kind of it kind of ruined my team, but that's fine. <laughs> well, maybe along the way, we'll have some bonus categories. We update our Google Doc with that listeners. You can follow along with and view each week as we update. And next week is when we start like with the points for Queen still being on the show. So that might help. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> all right you guys um well uh that is basically the show if um if that's the only part that you want to hear about then thank you for listening to us make sure you subscribe and tell your friends you know where to find us all over twitter instagram facebook at tfc pod tfc pod at gmail.com get into it like we love to hear feedback from you guys so feel free to please please email if we're getting things wrong if we're not talking enough about untucked if there's things that you want us to address email us well we or no problem going back and covering things so that's right yes please and please all right well with that out of the way let's get into our short (laughs) untucked conversation um we were all sort of talking in the break that this season of untucked has been really boring so there, I mean, again, there's not really a lot to cover. A lot of the this episode was just queens feeling not confident in themselves. Um, one thing that we could possibly talk about is with Rock M. Sakura. Um, a big part of that main episode, which bled into Untucked, is her not feeling confident and picking, you know, her team based on people that make her like feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm a little, I love, we love, love, love Rock M. Sakura, but I'm a little bit nervous for her in the competition. Yeah, she's really just gonna have to figure out a way to silence those demons at least while she's on the show or figure out a way to deal through deal with them and work through them or she's not going to make any progress definitely it's kind of i don't know it's kind of upsetting i don't know if that's necessarily the right word but it's just kind of maybe frustrating um to see her doubt herself so much because she's so fierce like she's turning out these great looks she's funny and talking heads just just always a funny person like always generally upbeat and happy to to see her on the screen yeah it's kind of like a nina bonina but she's not out here accusing people of not supporting her yet i say like yet (laughs) but yeah it's just as simple as that she's gonna have to find a way to like use what the other cast members are doing and say you know i can do that too we're all special in our own way and i got here too so how do i put my sauce on it yeah i I think sometimes too like in the beginning for some of the queens like this i mean it makes sense just like in general like when you start something new there's a lot of like self-doubt sometimes when you're doing it so until you actually like pull out a win or something you kind of doubt yourself so i think she just i think she just needs to have a really good week and then she'll snap out of it Mm -hmm. she'll hit her stride right 
maybe next week because they really played it up this week a lot within the in the workroom and then in Untucked. So we'll see. Also, it was really distracting because the whole like Untucked, I just couldn't stop staring at her because she kept playing with this like one shitty strand of hair <laughs> that just like wouldn't like lay down <laughs> like with her like nylon like Party City wig. So I don't know. That was your like OCD moment. Like, please. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> It's like just stop, stop playing with your fucking hair. There's just so much <laughs> static. Uh, oh, also one thing that was really uh, overly present and just eye rolling was all of the sipping sound effects that they would add to <laughs> Dahlia. Oh, like yeah. when she would sip, they'd be like, you know, like the the video, like you know, the, the meme video that's going around YouTube and stuff. They kind of like saw that and like are now incorporating it into the show. Yeah, Dahlia was being real stank anyway, so I saw I knew something was gonna come of of these moments. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That was just like another O C D moment that really stood out to me. But while we are on the topic, what do you think of Dahlia's just, you know, running out out the stage and then in Untucked getting kind of like hot you know, bothered that people were not giving her attention? I think Dahlia just has to really like dig deep and figure out who she is and I don't want to go too hard but I will say that there's a lot of flack that RuPaul's Drag Race receives for not supporting in quotes that's what the internet says not supporting the queens of color that are on the show and I know like on the past on the show I've said of course I want to support my queens of color and hope they get far and I want to see them crowned because they look like me but if the talent is not there or if the professionalism is not there, then okay, they need to leave the competition because they're not ready. And I think that this is a lot for anybody to deal with, like the experience of RuPaul's Drag Race, but you can say bye to your fellow contestants. No one wants to be first, but it was you. You know that you were out here serving us 65% because you just were hoping that the world would think you were cute enough and it just didn't fucking work. So <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Maybe next time, girl. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. She did tease a comeback though on Twitter, which makes me uncomfortable because I'm like, they better not bring her back like in the season. Uh, like there's no reason to just oh, be no. like shitty because <gasps> you're playing it off like you're fine. And then you're like, oh wait, but you're supposed to give me attention. Like no one's trying to play your games. I'm not your boyfriend. What, what if they bring her back to like, replace sherry at the finale no she that wouldn't would replace be sherry that would be so all terrible controversial <laughs> i don't know i'm just trying to think because i'm like what could the comeback be i just don't want to see her on tv again basically so i don't know well no it would have to be like whoever went out right before whoever makes it into the top four or top three that's the only way around that and then i wouldn't okay. want to feel like a sloppy second so yeah my heart just skipped a beat i was like oh my god all the pieces are coming together hell no it would not be dahlia queen okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know i was just like it's not cute like she's like i don't have a problem being the bitch and i'm like okay well then you're the villain you're the bitch <laughs> don't try and backtrack like when you're like just storming off the stage and then being like oh but i really appreciate this opportunity just thank you so much fru for having me here and it's like no just get the hell out of here i don't you know? want to take away from anybody's experience but don't try to play that card because that story's been played and if you're going to do that, you better do it a little better. So I'm not, I'm not bored. I mean, that's the thing. It's just, I don't know. I think Dahlia just needs to mature a little bit. I didn't think she was actually terrible on the show. No. I think if she had like some more time, she could be really good. Crazy but potential. 
it's honestly like think about just like her exit on the show like you have to make the most of your time on the show like look at what vanji did had was out first and literally created like a whole fucking like catchphrase slash like she like basically created branding yeah branding and like boosted her career like bigger than Mm. most queens and she was out first because she when she uh got eliminated she didn't run back to the stage she like said hey i'm gonna have fun with this so i think dahlia just needs to like learn to like grow up and i do think this is one of those situations where she'll look back on her time on the show and she'll definitely be like "Ooh, here's what i need to fix and change yeah well i think she saw that almost immediately like as soon as she left the stage because she was like oh shit like i look so stank and like so pressed Mm -hmm. but um because then she gets into the workroom and it felt like all her whole time in the workroom, like in untucked packing stuff was like trying to like save image and not like, you know, to save her like image with Rue and stuff like that. And I don't know, but I mean, she wasn't horrible. I think just like the attitude killed it for me personally. So I don't know. We'll see what is in store for her in the future. Pretty fades, everyone. Pretty fades. Just remember that. Yeah, girl. Well, all right. I think we've, cover just about everything that we could possibly cover again if there's anything that you wanted us to touch on more specifically or more in depth feel free to drop us an email tfcpod at gmail.com other than that we will be back with you next week same time same place same petty and until then bye bye, bye.